Warning, this mini-movie review contains adult language, mature situations, Stephen King references, slight spoilers, movie criticisms, and abstract concepts. Listener discretion is advised. The man in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed. Now, for those of you who are familiar with these words, you know that this is from the beginning of one of the greatest novels written by Stephen King. Some of you may not realize that after watching a film which came out today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mini Movie Review, the micro-podcast where we talk about new movies that came out and if they're worth watching or not. I'm your Hosan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode, kinda. Uh, if you want to hear any of our full reviews of different movies, you can check them out at www.spyarkin.com, where we also review mangas, video games, anime, TV shows, conventions, and other wonderful and amazing and terrible things. We tell you the worst and the best parts about these different items, and if they're worth investing your time in. Now, you don't have to agree with anything I say, but I've heard we're a little entertaining and a little educational as well. Our old episodes are www.spyarkin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all those other websites. And, well... Let's get started, shall we? Now, then for those of you who are unaware, this is a project which has been in fruition since the early 2000s, and people have wondered and hoped and begged for this series to come out and be made perfect. And, well, I... Yeah, let's get to it. Now, the film I'm talking about today is The Dark Tower, which is based off of the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. Now... In order to explain this movie, I have to go a little bit into spoiler territory with the book series. The book series finished in 2007. It's been more than 10 years, so if you haven't read it, well, I highly recommend it. It's an amazing series. It is his magnum opus. It is his maxi-series, which covers several books, and every book is connected to every other Stephen King book possible. We're talking about It. We're talking about The Shining. We're talking about Christine. We're talking about Hearts in Atlantis. All of these different books have a connection to the Dark Tower universe because everything is connected from the Dark Tower, which is the center of the Maxiverse. It is the center of the universe, and as long as the Dark Tower stands, life is wonderful and amazing. If the Dark Tower falls, well, all of the dark things which are outside of the spokes of the universe will take over the universe and destroy us all. Slight spoilers to the movie coming out, It, but 
the eponymous it is actually a being from outside of our universe. That's where it's from. And if the Targadar falls, well, a bunch of those creatures will come and kill us all with deadlights and other crazy things. And the whole series is based off of, well, let's be honest. It's a story of Roland Deschain. He is a gunslinger, which is a knight. That's job is to protect the tower. And the entire series is his attempting to protect the tower from the Crimson King and his henchman, the Man in Black, known as Walter Paddock. He's also known, if you've read the book The Stand, he is everyone's favorite crazy villain. Uh, Randall Flagg, also known as Walter O'Dim, also known as Bill Hench, Richard Fennard, The Covenant Man, and several other things, including Narlethothop, if you know your Cthulian history. He is a great evil villain, and he has been around for several books. He is that evil, mysterious person. And this to adapt this insanely long series seems like it couldn't have worked. It would have worked as a television series, but they've tried to develop it several times. J.J. Abrams was attached to this project. Ron Howard was attached to this project. And it ended up under the hands of Nicolaj Arkell, who's the director of this film, also produced by Ron Howard and Akiva Goldsman. And as opposed to making this a faithful adaptation of the first story, The Gunslinger, which would have been really well done because the first story can be seen as a one-shot film and set up everything, they kind of mixed and matched pieces from the different books and they put them into this one film, which focuses on not Roland as the main character, but Jake Chambers. Another character who is introduced later in the book is more of a sidekick, but they make him the main character. It's an interesting take on this, especially because if you know your Dark Tower lore, this film can be seen as a sequel to the series. Because the series kind of has a cylindrical wheel of time, everything goes in a circle method to it. So you could see this as a sequel to the series, and that could work really well if they nailed it. And sadly, they did not. Now, I have only read bits and pieces of the of the series. I am a Stephen King fan. He does creep me the hell out, so I, I don't read all of his stuff. But I've read enough to know enough about the Dark Tower. And I got a lot of little subtle references, and I understood where they were going with this story about Jake Chambers, him having his visions, why he has these visions, who the gunslinger is, who the man in black is, and how all this works together in this weird universe, which is them going to this post-apocalyptic world called Midworld, then going back to the real world, all these other little characters, all these little nods, the, the history behind Roland Deschain's guns, the fact that he's carrying... A horn, which actually is referenced at the end of the book series. I get all of that. I thought it was really cool to see all these things. However, to anyone who's never read the books, well, it'd be incomprehensible. It really just goes all over the place. And any faithful fan would be driven up the wall by this because there are so many inconsistencies. It's not very faithful. And the casting is not spot on. Because in the books, Roland Deschain is described as essentially John Wayne. Or you could say Clint Eastwood. And they chose for Roland Idris Elba, someone who does not look like John Wayne. However, he does encompass that personality, that mindset, that stature of Roland, which works. 
he does do the best he can with this because Idris Elba is an amazing actor and he does fit the shoes of Roland DeShane. It's just that if they did a little more with him, I feel it would be a better film. They explain that this is another reincarnation or whatever. I look past the fact that he doesn't look like the, how the character was written. I've seen amazing things done when they change things around, especially with Idris Elba. He's able to prove past that. He's able to, to work past it, and he does. He is the best he, in, the, in the movie. He shines above the rest. It's the rest of the story, the rest of the actors, which kind of are sleepwalking through this film. Matthew McConaughey was chosen as the man in black, Walter Paddock, as Randall Flagg, this ruthless, ageless deceiver, sorcerer who's trying to destroy the tower for reasons which they don't explain, and he's an amazing actor. You could see bits when he's sinister, he's evil, he's manipulative. You hear him taunting Roland, and it works, but... They really simplify him, and he seems almost like he's sleepwalking at times. He's just, they could do more with him, and they don't. He's not menacing. He's not, you should be afraid of this individual, but you also should be kind of enticed by him. It's almost like the serpent from the Bible, where he's evil. You know he's evil, but he has a seductive charm that you just are taken in by and I know Matthew McConaughey has that in him just in this role it doesn't seem to work as well as I had hoped now the other lead Tom Taylor is Jake Chambers well he's not a bad kid director he's not a bad kid actor don't get me wrong he does what he can he's not terrible but he's carrying this entire film which makes virtually no sense if you've not read the source material and he doesn't really fit. If this was written better, if it was directed better, I think it would have come across a lot more cohesive and he would have done better work. Because he is good as, as Jake Chambers, but Jake Chambers is never the main character of this story. And it doesn't fit. He seems almost like a MacGuffin almost at times. Like he's there to be the guy who's, you know, the world warrior's guide in the modern world. And then the reverse happens. The fish out of water in both worlds. And I just, I'd say I don't see it. I don't see it. It just, it doesn't snap. It doesn't click. And I really want it to click. Now, don't get me wrong, there are really good points to this film besides Idris Elba's Roland. The way they show Midworld is amazing. The way that they show the servants of the man in black, the Tahin, which I never thought that you'd ever be able to represent them right. They're represented perfectly. These things that are in human skin, but they're not human. They're wearing the bodies of humans, and you have the little scratch marks. The Guardian in the building. All the subtle references. You see the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. The fact they reference Shining as a telekinetic ability and they explain what it is. It had This film has a lot of potential in it. It really does. It really does. It's just that it didn't work out. It didn't... It didn't, it, it didn't connect with me. I'll be honest. It's not 
some a lot of reviewers are saying it's boring and flavorless and it's simplistic and stupid but honestly i think this movie's gonna do a little lot better than i hope than i think it's gonna do i know it's gonna do better here's what i'm honestly hoping though now supposedly connected to this there is a television show that is connected to this that's going to be coming out in 2018. They're going to be doing the backstory of the film. They're connecting everything a little bit closer. They're getting a new actor to play Roland as a kid, but they're going to have Idris Elba supposedly a part of it. And if they do that, if they do that, I think the film would work better as a television series if you actually implement... The stuff from the later books, the backstory of Roland, and then you just go through the gunslinger, the original book, the first book, as a TV show. Like, do the first half of the season as the his history of him as a child, him first meeting the man in black, and then just go right into the gunslinger and have the rest of the story be that. Set up the mythology, start it up, and hopefully people actually get into it because this is a great series. And this could do as well as Game of Thrones, as well as American Gods, and as good as Westworld. It's a lot better. It's the best parts of those worlds. It is a sci-fi horror western series. This should work. And we should be able to see why Walter is the man in black. We should see how menacing he could be. He's more menacing than Negan in Walking Dead. Show us why. If they can nail that, I think this can work. They really can. And we can get more of the universe set up. And supposedly, Stephen King wanted to make a huge, gigantic, you know, cinematic universe. And this is the linchpin for it. So far, this linchpin is not holding up. And I know I'm just bashing the movie entirely. It's because I want this to be really good. It's not as terrible as a lot of people are saying. It's not. If you turn your brain off and you just watch it as a movie about a kid who has magic abilities and he finds a gunslinger who's really kick-ass and then him finding a guy who's trying to stalk him, you don't think about any of the things. Don't try to connect the dots. It's serviceable. It's okay. If you think of it as anything else, if you turn your brain on and try to connect the dots, it will make no sense to you and you will get infuriated by it. I have to give this right now, where it's at right now, Dark Tower, I'm not going to, if I had to give it a rating, I would definitely give it a worth watching in TV or on DVD once. It's okay, it's not great, it's, it's just, it has so much potential, and for them to let it down, breaks my heart, it just, it's, I don't know, I just, I, I don't know. This is depressing me. Maybe if I do a second watch, it'll be a little better. Uh, I will say that the scenes with him using the guns with Gunfu is pretty awesome, though. Seeing that him kick ass is pretty awesome. I would love to see more of that, though. Anyway. So I guess that's it for this mini-movie review. Uh, if you want to check out any of our other ones, you can go to www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin.gmail.com. I'm at zanspirekin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And all those other lovely websites. And uh, remember, guys, I am Zan. And to quote the best parts of the book and the movie, I do not aim with my hand. He who aims with his hand has forgotten the face of his father. I aim with my eye. I do not shoot with my hand. He who shoots with his hand has forgotten the face of his father. I shoot with my mind. I do not kill with my gun. 
He who kills with his gun has forgotten the face of his father. I kill with my heart. And I have not forgotten the face of my father. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys next time. I kill with my heart.